You're listening to the Liz Halliday official podcast. And here is your host, Liz Halliday. Welcome to episode two of my official podcast. I've had a really, really busy few weeks, uh, both on horses and in race cars. I've been lucky to do lots of different things, really, lots of different horse events in different countries. Uh, I've been off to Ireland, um, various different places, and I've been very lucky to drive a bunch of different types of race cars, which I haven't done in years. So um, lots going on, and um, I look forward to talking about it and sharing it with everybody. So um, I would love to talk about uh, the horses first, what I've been doing. We've had a lot of traveling and just craziness, really. It's been completely mental. Um, I went off to Ballandenisk in Ireland recently, which is a fantastic event. We absolutely love it. Uh, I recommend it to anybody out there that can get to Ireland and doesn't mind competing in a bit of mud because that's normally what's out there waiting for you. Uh, really lovely people, and I made a big effort to get out there this year. I brought three horses with me. I brought Fernhill by Night for the CCI two-star and Benalan Little Hero for his first CIC one-star and HHS Cooley for the CIC two-star. And, well, it was uh, you know similar to the theme we've had in Britain lately, which was wet and more wet. Uh, we struggled to actually get there. It was, it was sort of an epic journey all around. We left uh, late in the evening, around 6 o'clock in the evening, uh, to head on out to Hollyhead Port. We'd been rerouted to Hollyhead, which is a, one of the northern ports to take the boat over to Ireland due to wind. We were assured that we could actually get there, and we arrived at the port at 2 o'clock in the morning for them to announce casually that they wouldn't take any horses, which was just marvellous at 2 a.m. when uh, it's somewhat difficult to find stabling that time of night, <laughs> so I'm sure anybody can imagine. So we frantically tried to ring any stabling we could find, searching phones and iPads and asking random people in the port who on earth we could call. Nobody was going to help us, and we finally gave up, parked up, opened the windows on the lorry for the horses, and had a little sleep for two hours and thought, what else are we going to do? And um, thankfully, we managed at about 8 o'clock in the morning to find a very nice lady down by the coast who would let us bring the horses over for a few hours before we could get the next boat, which was in the afternoon. So that was the start of our journey. Um, we finally managed to get on the boat and get ourselves over to Ireland, which was a welcome relief, and arrived with virtually half of the British Olympic team, actually, with Nicola Wilson and Zara Phillips and Tina Cook, all traveling over on the same ferry. And we bowled into the Ball and Dennis course trials at around about 11 o'clock at night. It was quite late to find all of the lovely organizers who'd been sitting in the bar drinking a beer waiting for us uh, to be there smiling and hook us all up. And they bedded down all our stables and, you know, helped us unload everything. And it was amazing. It was it was a lovely bunch, bunch of people to make it there to see. And, you know, they all were there wanting us to have glasses of wine. And it just makes the event so much nicer when you have a welcoming party like that. And uh, like I say, I can't say how much I, I enjoy the event. So the rest of the event was uh, was good in some ways and um, not as good in others. The dressage performance from all three of my horses was fantastic. Um, it was right up there in second and third place on all of them in their respective classes, which I was really, really pleased about. 
And then the rain came even more. We just about managed to get through the dressage in the deep bog of four foot of mud or whatever we were in. I was I was amazed with my horses and their abilities in, in those conditions. And the night before cross country, it just rained and rained and rained. And I, I commend the organizers for running and, and carrying on with the event. And I feel to myself, perhaps I shouldn't have run some of my horses, but hindsight's a wonderful thing that we all, we all wish we could have had before. So I chose, I chose to run all three, mainly because they needed some qualifications, most of them. I had a very blonde moment on the Nolan Little Hero and missed the fence out, which I'm a little bit embarrassed about, and uh, hopefully we'll never do again. They all say you do that about once every few years or many years, and, and that sets you up for a while because you'll never walk your course wrong again. So I was very annoyed at myself for that, uh, but that's life. Um, and HHS Cooley did his very best in the mud despite still not feeling quite well and trudged his way through with some time faults. And I chose to retire Fernhill by night because the mud was so horrendous and he just couldn't jump out of it. But never mind. We go back and say, well, it was a it was an educational event and we still enjoyed the company and enjoyed the trip. And I hope to be back there in September. So that was that was our trip to Ireland. We got home with less drama, which was a major bonus for all of us. Got home without wind and basically had to throw ourselves back into it straight away into a busy week. I decided after that to route a few of my horses to Poplar Park Horse Trials, just a normal novice event for four horses. It was another one of my crazy horsepower weekends because I was due to be racing at Silverstone on the Sunday. So I sort of had a frantic trip to Poplar Park and had a fairly good day, some some good and some bad, and you know some, some horses jumping better than others, uh, a couple green ones, some having a good run, some having a little green stock, but mostly all good managed to give Fernhill by night a nice confidence run. He finished second, so we were pleased with that. And it was it was all in all a, an all right weekend. It was a little bit tough for me as it was um the anniversary of my father passing away, so hard weekend to be very, very busy and packing a lot in. But I think that's what he would have wanted. And we mostly came away feeling like it was a decent step in our eventing season and pushing forwards to the next one. And then our next run was literally two days ago, yesterday and the day before. Um, very, very busy couple of days with five horses at Astonley Walls Horse Trials, packed full of top riders with top horses, and basically any of the horses that got rerouted out of badminton seemed to go to Astonley Walls to run around an intermediate and just get a run in, really. Um, we were lucky with the weather, for the most part, that it was dry, if anything, a little bit firm. So a complete turnaround from where we were in Ballandennis, trudging through the mud. And yeah, we had a good a good two days, really. Uh, Howling Gale, the second day, which was a little bit exciting for some of my spookier horses, and with show jumps falling down and you know very lively. Not not the best conditions for dressage, I must say. But yes, it was um, all in all a good good couple of days. Uh, finished seventh on Fernhill by night in a very busy open intermediate with some top, top, top world-class horses in it, so I was very pleased with that. Uh, got my old man, Red Letter Day, out there for his first run of the year. Uh, he's not really had a run since last September, and he's my very experienced advanced horse, so I love dearly, and it was great to be out there jumping double clear and, you know, feeling like I was out there with a friend of mine. It was it was a lot of fun. And then three horses, a little bit Green, I had been on Little Hero doing the novice. It was a big novice. I was really proud of him. He jumped around double clear. Very pleased with that. 
and had Endymion Entre Shots doing uh, his first intermediate for a long time and Viscount Oscar doing only his second intermediate. He did one last year. Uh, both horses were really good. Very pleased with them uh, across country. Very pleased. Uh, I had one little run out with Endymion Entre Shots at Bit Green, but he was fantastic otherwise. And Viscount Oscar was a little bit naughty with his owner there watching in the show jumping. He's a, a very, very spooky horse to ride. He's a bit tricky and gobby and didn't particularly love the gale force winds. So we weren't weren't that successful in the show jumping. I think he was definitely spookier than he's ever been before. So I was pretty disappointed. He basically sat on top of a few fences that he could have jumped, but instead chose to spook at. Uh, and I think just one of those things you chalk up and say, yeah, note to self, must do more show jumping away from home. So that's what we came away with with that. But the horse was fantastic cross country. So I've come away from that event feeling like I have have some good horses under my belt this year and a couple of horses that are firmly ready for intermediate, which is good to know. Um, you always wonder those first runs of the year if they're really ready to go up the next grade or not. So I'm feeling like I'm confident with that. And uh, looking forward to the Houghton International Horse Trials, which I'm heading off to in just over a week, which will be exciting. I'm going to take Fernhill by night there and hopefully have some better ground than we had in Bell and Dennis for the CCI two-star. And, yeah, I'm keeping keeping all things crossed for a much more successful weekend than I had in Ireland. So moving on from sort of my four-legged horsepower, um, I've had a, a really manic, manic, manic few weeks with uh, race cars, which is cool because I haven't had that sort of variation for a long time in my life it's it's been years since i've driven a variety of cars all at once and um yeah it's been it's been a wild ride so to speak no pun intended but i uh i first had a race um that i was due to do at silverstone in the lotus cup uk championship which i was very very much looking forward to because we'd had some really successful testing in the past um and we'd won our first race of the year so i was thinking great you know we're leading in the points we've got a good quick car silverstone has got big long straights it suits a fast car on straights and and our car is you know it's got it's got a good bit of punch to it so we were quietly pretty hopeful my team um talked me into coming straight off the boat from ireland where we drove through the whole night and arrived at eight o'clock in the morning they talked me into getting in my car driving silverstone and testing the race car that afternoon which was a little bit crazy and um Managed to do it without crashing on my way there or back or on the circuit, despite having an hour of sleep under my belt. And I just told myself that basically I was going to treat it like a stint in the Le Mans 24 hours. And that's how I looked at it. I thought, well, if I could drive for three hours at Le Mans doing 200 miles an hour with one hour of sleep, then I could certainly do it at Silverstone in a slightly slower car. Um, so that was that was my mentality on that. And it seemed to work quite well. We had a, had a good test session. We got practice a bit with our tires and we've got new tires for this year so that was a it's good to keep working on that and then when we got to the race weekend on the sunday after i'd been eventing the day before we just we found we were just struggling a bit with the handling on the new tires we had on which was a bit disappointing and i had a an all right qualifying session i think i qualified fifth but it wasn't fantastic. And just to the end of the qualifying, um, I got lots of warning signals on the dash and thought, oh dear, this isn't good. Car made a bit of a noise, got it into the pits, and we dropped a piston. So that was the end of our weekend. 
no race, no nothing. Do not pass go, do not collect $200, pretty much. So that was it. And um, I had to head home, cap in hand, heavily sulking. Um, really sulking, if I'm honest. Uh, it's not really where we wanted to be at the stage of the year. And Lotus cars are tremendously unreliable, which we all know. And But it's disappointing. You've put a lot of work in. It's hard for the team. And so we're hoping to get the car out this coming Monday for a test run ahead of our next race, which is next weekend. So we're keeping all fingers crossed so we can pull it all together and pull something out of the bag at Brown Hatch instead. But luckily for me, that wasn't the last bit of racing I was doing until next weekend. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a drive with a friend of ours in the Donington Historic Festival, which is very, very cool. Uh, every kind of amazing historic car you could imagine at this festival, all sorts of different kinds of racing, tons of people, a really great weekend. And, um, yeah, I got to drive a Lotus Salam 1964, so a little bit different to what I'm used to, uh, or a lot different, really. I was quietly humbled by how different it was. And um, rolling around on the circuit in a soft suspension car that's quite fast and slides around everywhere was certainly different. And... Um, we were very much looking forward to driving that together uh, with myself and Nick Atkins, who's an old family friend and a, and a great friend of my dad's in their racing years. And very sadly, there was a fatality at the circuit two races before ours, and they chose to cancel it, which left me feeling a little bit deflated, definitely taking the wind out of my sails, uh, having had two of my sports that I was present at when somebody died doing the sport they love and it's been a little bit hard, really, to be not even halfway through the season to have had that happen in both of my sports. Um, and it's, again, one of those things where you just pull your socks up and tell yourself that you carry on and do the best you can to, to do your sport properly, I think. So that's that's sort of where we were left that day, which was difficult, really, to leave the circuit without having raced when we looked forward to it and also knowing that someone had lost their life doing the sport that we all love. It was... Uh, yeah, it was very difficult. It was it was a hard day for everybody, and that was uh, that was the Sunday. And then I knew that two days later I was going to be back at the circuit, um, testing something completely night and day different from the one I'd just driven. So I'd come away from driving a wallowing little crazy whizzy loose historic car to helping a friend of mine named Sarah Reader test her Juno CN sports car, which is basically more like the sort of thing I used to drive, a little bit slower than a, than a Le Mans prototype, but a prototype nonetheless. So proper purpose-built race car, slick tires, big wing on the back, open cockpit, absolutely fantastic. Basically, um, it, it was certainly amazing to get back behind the wheel of something fast and on slicks. It's been five years for me since I've driven a real sports car. And even five years since I've been on slick tires, and, and we had a great day. The goal was to do some long times, do some long sets, really, in the car, see what the reliability is like. They're planning to do some longer races this year, and that was sort of my job. It was a great opportunity for me to test, um, to, to have a free test in, in a great car uh, with another great driver. And it was a fabulous day. I really enjoyed it. It was amazing to be behind the wheel of something with downforce and some serious speed behind it and uh, now I've got the bug again and I'm worried I'll be disappointed in anything else I get in so yeah that's uh, that's definitely got me wanting to get back to Le Mans in a, in a fast car again and um, 
this year Le Mans fast approaching, I will sadly not be driving, but I have had it confirmed that I will be back with Eurosport as part of the commentary team for the Le Mans 24 hours. It will be my sixth year there, and I'm very much looking forward to that, and that will be in June. So um, hopefully everyone will be able to watch a bit of that either on, either on the internet or on Eurosport UK and Eurosport International. So yeah, it's been it has been truly a manic few weeks, uh, a real horsepower few weeks for me. And I've got coming up, I've got the Houghton Horse Trials at the end of this month. Uh, I've got a race at Brands Hatch next weekend in the Lotus Cup UK Championship. And then I've got an event at Little Downham where I'll be running advanced and intermediate with my horses as well. And then the big run up to Le Mans. So it's it's another busy month ahead. Um, hopefully there'll be lots of good news to be talking about in my next podcast, which will be my third one coming up early in June. Um, you can uh, you can download this with a free subscription on iTunes, as well as listening to it on my website. We'll be putting something in place there, and that will be on lizhalliday.com. And you can also follow what we're up to at Chaley Stud Equestrian Center, which is uh, chaley-stud.co.uk. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter, which is at Liz Halliday, and on Facebook, again, with my name, Liz Halliday. I do my best to keep up to date with it. I'm not the best tweeter, I will admit, but I am trying. I am desperately trying to be better at it. And uh, yeah, I will be back on in about a month with hopefully some more exciting news from both of my sports. 